are about to witness the strength of Flex Talk. All right, guys, and I'm back with another cool movie review. This time, it is for the movie Upgrade, which I just saw. It came out June 1st. Now, this one right here is action-packed sci-fi. If you guys are big fans of, like, The Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, things like that that are very futuristic, yet packed with action and... If you guys are just into kick-ass movies, I think this is the movie for you guys. So, like I said, it came out June 1st. I saw it opening night. It's written and directed by Leigh Wannell. He directed Insidious Chapter 3. He wrote the whole Insidious franchise as well as Saw number 1 and 2. And he also had a hand in some of the other Saw movies as well. Now, this film right here, I have to kind of go back and apologize because... In some of my previous podcasts, I was saying that I was looking forward to this movie Upgrade coming out, and it was starring Tom Hardy. Now, I'm so, so sorry, guys. For some reason, in my brain, when I'm talking about all these films, Tom Hardy, his face pops into my mind when I was thinking about this movie Upgrade, because to me, Logan Marshall Green is his doppelganger, but... They're not the same person. <laughs> For some reason, they have that real rugged look. They always have the beard, you know. And, and anyways, I'm so, so sorry to Logan Marshall Green. So this film does star Logan Marshall Green, not Tom Hardy, who starred in Spider-Man Homecoming as Shocker. I thought he did a pretty good job in that film. And also a movie called The Invitation. Now, that's a movie that I saw on Netflix a couple years back. I just kind of caught it randomly. And it actually really blew me away so if you guys are in the mood for a creepy thriller type drama definitely check out the invitation it also stars melanie vallejo which i haven't heard too much from uh you probably might not heard of her i know she's an australian actress and she's done more tv shows than movies i believe this is like only her third film and this is probably her biggest and uh i think only maybe u.s debut it also features betty gabrielle who was in Get Out and The Purge Election Year. So I'm sure you guys will recognize her face as well. And this movie was filmed in Australia, so it has a pretty cool landscape, as well as them adding some CGI to give it a futuristic look. Now, we never get... We never really find out uh, how futuristic this movie is. We don't know the year, really, but it looks like maybe... 50 years into the future, just based on the car designs, a lot of the aesthetic of what's going on in this world, you have drones kind of flying everywhere. So actually, maybe not 50 years, maybe about 30 to 40 years, uh, because we kind of have that technology already. So if you guys don't know too much about this movie, the synopsis is set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. 
Now, before I get into this film, don't worry, it's going to be spoiler free. But if I do talk about certain aspects, just know that I'm going kind of based off of what they already showed in the trailer. So if I mention some things that may be pivotal, trust me, it's all in the trailer. I'm not really purposely giving spoilers. This is information that's already all out there and it's pivotal to the plot point. So that being said, Logan Marshall Green plays our main guy, Gray, who's really kind of an old school guy. I mean, he loves working on his muscle cars, even though his uh, wife kind of rolls in in our intro scene in this futuristic car, which has like built-in video chat, and it it's a self-driving car. To me, this car looks so ugly, but this may be the way of our future, um, kind of these self-driving cars. So anyways, we get our main character of Gray. He tells his wife, Asha, that he has a customer who he's built a classic car for, and he's going to go deliver the car. He suggests that she tag along because this customer has a really, really cool house, and she's, I guess, really into interior decorating or interior design, and he really wants her to check out this home. So come to find out, this customer is our character Aaron, played by Harrison Gilbertson. He's head of this company called STEM, which does a lot of technological advances in just kind of improving our day-to-day lives with this chip implant. So we'll get into that more. But anyways, they go to his house. He's a really kind of just really sheltered guy. He doesn't know how to talk to people. His mannerisms kind of are not of the norm. He is very antisocial. So anyways, Gray and his wife, Asha, are headed back home in this self-driving car Out of nowhere, the car's code or mechanics or whatever is being overwritten by someone that's hacked into it. So we got it going at about 100 miles an hour before it ultimately flips. They end up in a really bad part of town uh, where they kind of crawl out of the rubble. I believe five to six guys with obvious bad intent. Now, Gray is pleading for his life. Let my wife go. Take whatever you want. Take the car. Take the money. It's all yours. Immediately, for no reason, they shoot his wife. Now, we see all this in the trailer. It's not a spoiler at all, but this kind of is all impactful to the plot line. After they shoot his wife, Asha, they then proceed to shoot Gray in the back into his spine, which leaves him paralyzed. He becomes a quadriplegic. We then see Aaron, who we saw before, kind of enter the hospital where Gray's staying, and he offers him a proposition. He says, look, I'm working on this product called STEM. It can change your life, and it can kind of bring you back to life, so to say. It can make you walk again. It can repair you, but we got to keep it on the hush-hush. You know, you need to sign a confidentiality report, all that stuff, so... After really thinking about it, Gray finally agrees. He goes through with the procedure, and this is where we have our upgrade theme of the movie. So from there, we're able to see Gray walk again. He's able to function with all of his limbs intact. They show him running on the treadmill. He's running faster than ever, but he still has to keep everything really, really hush-hush, especially to the police department who's still looking for these guys, but with no result. It seems like a lot of these crime movies coming out, the police department, they never have any leads. So our main characters always want to take matters into their own hands. Now, Gray still has to hold up the appearance that he's a quadriplegic. So when we have our main investigator, Cortez, played by Betty Gabriel, he always has to kind of hop in the chair and pretend like he's a quadriplegic. 
So Gray starts walking around his place. He starts talking to himself, but then he notices a voice pop into his head and talk back. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know if it's part of the house's AI or what the hell is going on. But then he decides to kind of talk back. He finds out it's an inner monologue or it's this inner being built into stem, the chip that was implanted in his neck. We soon realize that this chip that's been implanted in his neck is not only to help him kind of move and function, but it is what's controlling his function. So Gray ultimately is not 100% in control of his body. Gray soon realizes that he can actually shut this voice off just simply by saying shut off or shut up or turn off or whatever. But then he gets really, really intrigued with this inner monologue. So he starts talking with it where he kind of develops a cool conversation and this inner voice starts to mention, hey, you know what? I noticed some things about your case, about the guys that killed your wife. So he immediately gets intrigued. He starts studying some drone footage and I guess this inner voice starts to kind of pick apart pieces and he plays detective with Gray and they're able to find these guys that killed his wife. Now, this movie... Wow. Like, I haven't seen anything like this since maybe like Ex Machina, uh, where you kind of got this whole AI realm. But this is something that's, it's AI that works with us, with that works with humans. It's very hard to describe. It's like a wild episode of Black Mirror just extended, like I said. Now, the only information I knew was from the first trailer, and I believe I saw a Red Band trailer which showed a little more gore, a little more gruesome, a little more action going on. And even though I knew what was to come based on the trailer, I was still really surprised when that action was shown on screen. Now, it was a really, really cool outcome. Some scenes were a little slower than others, but the pacing was pretty good, especially when he started to do his detective work and when he was posing as a quadriplegic still, even though he really wasn't. When we got to see him in action, it was really 100% kick-ass. Now, if you guys have seen this trailer upgrade, you guys probably noticed that when he's himself gray and stem is not activated, he cannot fight for shit. <laughs> That's the thing. He's kind of an ordinary guy. So even though he really wants to get his revenge, when he finally comes face to face with these guys that killed his wife, he has no training whatsoever. So no spoiler at all, but in the trailer, they do show him getting a scuffle with one of these guys. And his inner monologue takes over and says, it looks like you're in trouble. Do you want me to activate? And he says, yes, yes, activate, activate. And he goes, I need verbal consent first. And he goes, yes, I give you verbal consent. So when he does give his inner voice verbal consent to take over, we kind of get Gray pop up into a Kung Fu mode, you know, almost like a Neo from the Matrix. I know Kung Fu type of thing. And we get this really cool I don't know how they film this, but it, it almost looks like when they attach like a harness video camera to the front of a, of an actor, but it's kind of like from behind where you get kind of a, a real still body, but everything's moving around them. Very hard to explain, but it gives the illusion and the effect that Gray is fighting in his body, but he doesn't know what's happening, if that makes any sense. So something inside of him is fighting for him, using his body as a vessel. So we get him just kind of calculating all this guy's moves, and he already knows what's coming. And it's just a real kick-ass movie from start to finish. 
Now, once Aaron, the guy that installed STEM, realizes that Gray is using the STEM project for his gain and kind of play investigator, he immediately wants to shut it off. So from there, we have STEM not wanting to be shut off and he starts to become his own intelligent thought. And he wants to work with Gray to stay activated while Aaron is trying to shut him down. This movie, like I said before, is badass through and through. You have a lot of conflict going on, inner things going on. You have a couple flashbacks where he does see his wife. And he just, it pushes him to his boundaries from not only a guy who's lost his wife, who he loves dearly. I saw a lot of emotion in this guy. Logan Marshall Green, which, you know what? He's not in a lot of movies. I looked up his IMDb. He's not in too many movies. So to see him in this role, like I said, he's very Tom Hardy-ish. <laughs> he is very Tom Hardy-ish. And that's probably why I made that uh, misassociation earlier. But this guy can shine. And I, and I really can't wait to see more from him. If you guys like movies that are action-packed yet futuristic sci-fi. I thought it was really cool, too, because they showed the future, but it wasn't too future so it made it a little more believable. Even if this was 40 years in the future, you still showed uh, cars on the road that weren't self-driven cars. So it was cool seeing that element that, you know, even though there is that technology available, some people are still driving their own cars, you know what I mean? Or so, some, most people are still dressing the same. They're not dressing futuristic like Kanye style clothing or whatever, or Matrix style clothing. So that being said, I give Upgrade a solid 9 out of 10. It was a very, very cool watch. It only had a runtime of about an hour and 35 minutes or so, uh, but it seemed actually a little longer than that. For me, it seemed almost a little under two hours. Because like I said, there was a few scenes that drug on, but for the most part, it was really solid. Um, now, the only gripe I had was there was one character they showed who, I forget her name, I believe it was Jamie, possibly, who was a hacker. I wish I would have kind of saw more of her on screen and maybe more of the wife, Asha. I wish I would have kind of seen her character a little more. Unfortunately, she dies right at the beginning, but... Yeah, that being said, there's not many main characters they focus on too much other than the ones I kind of already talked about. It's more of Gray's movie and his revenge. So if you guys are looking for a cool movie to see this weekend or in the following week, check out Upgrade. I definitely recommend it for all action and sci-fi movie fans. All right, guys, if you like what you heard, please make sure to check us out on FlixTalkPodcast.com. That's F-L-I-X talkpodcast.com you can also follow us on instagram at talkflix that's talk f-l-i-x you can always stream us on itunes google play music and Castbox. make sure to send us a subscribe rate and review our podcast episodes all right guys till next time this is david for flix talk signing out